It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today's episode truly is a special one. Brandon and I are joined by Dr. Jim Floyd, co-owner of Vertex PT Specialist, also a veteran of the Better Faster Podcast. We're so excited to be able to share with you a big announcement that Brandon, Jim, and I have been working on uh, for a little while now, the worst kept secret in Columbia. We're finally able to share some things with you. We're so excited about that. But we're also excited to dig into all things hybrid clinic. And this is something where Jim truly is an expert. He has a great business mind. He does a great job growing and managing businesses and managing people. So it's wonderful to have him on here to be able to talk about those topics. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review. We really appreciate if you take the time. It's how we reach more people, but it's also a great place to leave a comment or a question so we have ideas for future episodes. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to a special episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, we're joined once again by my friend, my colleague, my business partner, Dr. Jim Floyd. And there's a reason why we wanted Jim to jump on this podcast this week, because we have a big announcement. And we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, Jim, first off, how you doing, man? I'm still getting used to not seeing you around all the time now that we're working in separate offices. Oh, uh, yeah, you're doing, doing great. It's definitely a, a, definitely a lot different than the first uh, three years or so with uh, us seeing each other every day. It's uh, definitely been a a uh, different adjustment and uh, it's it's been interesting as far as you know when we used to be able to just make decisions we'd just kind of sit down and talk about it for five minutes or so right. and now it's uh have to make sure we make time to uh get together and talk about stuff so definitely some adjustments going on with that yeah for sure it's, it's a lot different you have to everything's got to be a scheduled phone conference or meeting or stuff like that uh there's been a lot more of those but i, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i think the busier you get, the bigger you get, the more organized you have to be. So, um, so oh, yeah. you know, pros and cons for sure. Well, gentlemen, uh, shall, shall we go ahead and, uh, go ahead and make the announcement? Jim, you want to do the honors? It's yeah, my, uh, worst kept secret in Columbia, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so as, as many of you might've already seen on social media, we, um, were, are fortunate enough to have, um, Josh Jeffrey and his, um, of company Carolina Performance Training joining our uh, Vertex PT family and and um, Josh coming on as a uh, part owner of Vertex and we're kind of bringing everything together to really really be able to provide the um, high level PT and performance training all under one umbrella. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been in the works for a while now and it's, it's still 
you know, it's pretty surreal to me that it's finally come to fruition. But, you know, the, the kid is special. You know, we knew that for years, uh, years ago when we met Josh. And it's no secret that we want to be the best at everything we do. So we, we believe in Josh. We believe in his product. And we believe that this is uh, a superior service that we'll be able to offer really compared to anything else out there. So I, I think we're going to, you know, see this merger become a catalyst for both companies. So a lot of exciting right. stuff there. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I, I, Brandon, I think we had this conversation even back before we opened Vertex. Um, we had gotten to know Josh a little bit um, with him coming and doing some observation hours and all that stuff. And I think even before we we started our company, we were already um, planning on hopefully getting Josh in the fold somehow. So that kind of speaks to kind of the level of respect and uh, and uh, just the. Um, how much we like um, the guy and uh, how much of a high level practitioner he is. Man, y'all are too kind. Uh, I, I gotta <laughs> say, I, I can't, uh, I can't thank y'all enough for the opportunity, you know, um, when, you know, going into PT school and, and thinking about the future, you know, I kind of had in my, my mind, uh, you know, a scenario of, you know, PT strength conditioning, everything together. Cause as we talk about on here, you know, high level strength conditioning, high level, you know, tr uh, PT, it, it really doesn't, look all that different it's all on the same continuum and the person's just on a different part of the continuum and so for me you know i i saw this blend as something that i wanted to do and and you know and looking at well how did how did i want the pt side to go you know you already had it down you know i was looking at at different ideas in my mind you know the whole time i was holding out hope that i could somehow be a part of vertex too so um it's been an honor to uh to get to work with you guys so far and i can't wait for what the future holds um, so now, as everybody's probably seen on social media, um, we now have Vertex performance training. So Vertex, PT, and performance all together, uh, which, like Brand said, it's still uh, still pretty surreal. I don't know if it's all it's all sunk in yet. Yeah, what's that new handle, by the way? I got I didn't write it down ahead of time. I was about to say CPT underscore strength, but yeah, that's, that would that's be, not right anymore. Yeah, it would be at Vertex Strength. So we uh, we kept the strength in there too, you know, and also have a new. Uh, slightly different uh color scheme for the vertex logo keeping that red uh that red theme coming through so uh it, it's been really cool um you know getting to you know broadcast that out to the world and getting to lay that out and uh really had a ton of positive reviews man i think like you said it wasn't a, a very well-kept secret uh so i think uh, everyone was kind of waiting for it and uh it's been so great um kind of getting that process going and I, i'm so excited for what the future holds Outstanding. It's going to be a good year, busy year, but, but definitely a good year for sure. Oh, yeah. So, um, so Jim, you know, I, I know one of the topics that we wanted to touch on this episode is essentially, you know, our, I guess, cash PT versus in-network or quote-unquote hybrid clinics. You know, um, basically those are clinics that only take a select few insurances, but still have a cash PT option. And, you know, you're seeing a, a rise in out-of-network practices, or maybe they're just getting a little more exposure because of social media. But either way, it seems to be for good reason. You know, people are frustrated with the status quo and it's spread some subpar sub -bar practices and, and you know, let's call a spade a spade, unethical practices in a lot of ways. So, you know, where should we begin? Have we hit critical mass where cash PT is the only option or the best option? Or are there other ways that we can benefit our patients and really the clinicians at the same time? Yeah, you know, I, th I think the big um, argument for cash PT practices are, you know, getting spending a lot of time with the patients. And then you also have some self-selection of what patients are going to come to you and how you can market yourself to those. And all of that is great. And it's, uh, it's definitely a, a, a nice part of our profession. 
Um, but, you know, part of our profession is, you know, we want to help with the greater good and kind of general public health, too. Um, when we're in a cash practice, we might be limiting ourselves a little bit with what patients we can see. And there's arguments for and against that. And uh, I definitely understand both sides. I think what we tried to do with Vertex was kind of blend the, the best of both of those worlds with, you know, we're not in network with all insurances, but we are with some. And uh, I think that helps us as far as being able to provide really high level services and still do that one-on-one -on -one model, but we have it open to a lot more people who might not be able to access it um, in, uh, in more of just a, cash, just a straight cash um, setting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely got pros and cons for sure. I think that, you know, just right off the bat, being cash PT, I mean, it, it forces you to hustle. It forces you to be good at what you do because, I mean, obviously you want to treat every patient that comes to the door the same. You want to give your absolute best effort, but there's this like added pressure when you know someone that has insurance is willingly, you know, foregoing that because they trust you that they're going to, you know, that you're, you're, they're going to have a good experience with you and, you know, get better and that sort of thing too. Um, and in, in turn, whenever you do that, you're going to create a lot of relationships and essentially just, it forces you to be good at what you do. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of carryover to, deciding if you want to later on make that change to start taking a few insurances later on in the process. And plus, you know, it's, it's, it's low overhead generally, um, depending on, you know, where you're, where you're housed, paying rent in a gym is a very common model that you see a lot of times, something I did for a couple of years. Uh, it's easy. Your documentation is easy, paper charts, because you're not having to submit them to insurance unless for some reason you get audited, that kind of thing. So, um, and then with that said, you're, you're not going to have a lot of staffing, a lot of admin. So pretty, pretty low overhead as far as that goes. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's an excellent point. That's one of the things I really love about the, the cash based model is that, you know, it kind of forces you to have to hustle and you really, um, you know, you're surviving on relationships and building those relationships. Um, you generally are not going to have a physician office that's going to send you a bunch of referrals and, all those type things. So you're really focused on using your skills, but also developing your business skills, interpersonal skills, really being able to create really good relationships with the community, with um, patients and their families and all that stuff. And that's what really drives your business. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think those are skills that a lot of times we sometimes, we, well, we sometimes have those come out of school. A lot of times we don't, we don't get a lot of that stuff about how to promote yourself and, and how to kind of, know what you're worth and all those type of things. So those, those experiences are very valuable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think one of the things that we kind of modeled after was, you know, we wanted to take that approach, but then also be able to open it up to more people with, by taking some insurances. So I feel, I still feel like we try to operate like a cash practice, but um, just with being able to take a little bit more types of patients um, helps us with the, uh, growth and especially with scaling out as we uh, get more and more clinicians and see more and more patients, we get more opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, cause you got to look at what the people want. People still want to use their insurance. You know, there's a reason why the mill clinics that we all sort of are despise, I was going to say frowned upon, but you know, they're, they're still leading the industry, right? There's still places that have clinics all over the country because that's what the people want. Right. And you know, I think that we have really struck a really good balance. You mentioned that we operate like a cash practice. And I think that means meaning that we see one patient per hour. We've done that for the past three years and we have no plans on changing that. And 
when you break it down, it's, it's a quality driven product versus quantity driven. Yeah, you got it. That's a, that hits the nail on the head. Now, when y'all were, were talking about opening up your, your first clinic uh, back in uh, April of 2016, so congratulations on three full years. I know y'all just hit that three-year anniversary, so that's pretty impressive. Um, you. When you and you were going through that, um, were you guys close to going the cash route since, Brandon, you had come from that, or did you know all along, hey, we're going this hybrid route? We, uh, we, we had known that we were going to take, take some insurances, years ago, years, years before we even opened up Vertex, we had discussed it and talked about it. We didn't at the time know exactly which ones we would take, but that came with doing the research, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot of steps to it, but I think a simple way to explain it is, is a, a good place to start is, is Medicare. It's very well defined what Medicare reimburses and you have a general idea about you know, how many units you're going to be billing when a patient comes in for an hour and that kind of thing. So knowing that, then you're going to look at, you're going to understand that a lot of, not a lot, but some of the other payers out there are going to base their fee schedules off of what Medicare reimburses, right? So, you know, Medicare goes up, they might go up, Medicare goes, probably not though. Medicare goes down, they're going to go down. And then you got these other per diem payers that are going to play, pay a flat rate. Like in, in our market, it can be as little as like 60 to 70 bucks an hour. So, you know, right off the bat, those are the ones that we know that we can't get a network with. Right. And there's definitely some other nuances to that. And that's highly variable from you know, state to state and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, that's, I think that's the easiest way I can explain it. Anything else you want yeah. to add to that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's, and that's the process we did was, you know, we just, we based things off of Medicare and I remember talking with some credentialing people and stuff before we uh, were making, while we were making decisions on what we wanted to do. And, um, getting quoted different things of, oh, you can expect uh, to be paid uh, 80% of what Medicare pays for a lot of the commercial payers, things like that. And so, and like Brandon said, it's, it really, you have to just do your research and, uh, and really figure out um, what you're going to be paid by the different ones to see whether it's worthwhile for you. And if you're able to um, make a profit on it and make enough money to keep a clinic open. And, you know, well, I think when we were starting out, we, uh, we learned a lot with that, with all that. And uh, we probably could have been a little bit better about negotiating things. I, I know we still did. We, we negotiated multiple contracts and were able to get them to come up a good bit. Um, but we could probably could have been a little bit more aggressive with things too. Um, but you know, that's when we kind of come around and renegotiate things too. So we always um, want to try to be paid close to what we feel like we're worth. And uh, I think that's really the first step of that is just figuring out, like, so what is an hour of our time worth? Like, what should it be? What should we be getting paid for um, seeing this patient for an hour and hopefully helping them get back to um, being better in a really fast amount of time? Mm-hmm. Now, now um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like uh, on social media, at least, I've seen some clinics that I've known to be cash-based or at least thought were cash-based that are starting to transition into kind of that hybrid uh, type model starting to take some different payers and and I know for me the first people that I was exposed to again I'm newer into the game um, that were doing this kind of thing were you guys so do you get people reaching out to you to ask you about you know what do you think about going the hybrid route do you think we should you know how do we go about it that kind of thing yeah, yeah I'm gonna, well I was gonna say I was gonna just defer that one to you Jim because Jim is actually 
um, had several clinicians reach out to him on this topic. And Jim's, you know, done some really good work helping with their practices. So yeah, I'll let you take over, take over that question, yeah, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think what we, what we see with that a lot is you get the um, um, people coming in and, you know, is, you know, cash PT is, is a great option, especially when you're, when you're starting out or wanting to open up a clinic and keep overhead low and all that. I think you kind of get to a point where depending on your market, you start to see some some limitation and how much growth you can have um that there are definitely people who are going to argue that and you know that, that's perfectly fine and you know and there's there's always going to be exceptions but just from from my experience and what we've seen and then talking with several other clinic owners that kind of started in the cash route they actually um contacted us about uh kind of how do we do things with the hybrid and they were kind of starting to hit a wall of you know, we've kind of gotten to this point, but we cannot break through and get fast. And they had done all kinds of different things, marketing wise, all those type things. But it just kind of basically hit a point of they there's um there's one practice that they were directly next door to a, uh, a concierge physician. And the concierge physician told straight up told them, it was like, you know what, I try to send y'all patients all the time. Patients do not want to go as soon as they hear that they have to pay out of pocket. And uh I try to talk them into it and all of that, but the patients are really resistant. And that just goes back to that mindset of wanting to use the insurance. So uh, my personal opinion, and I think, um, I know, I think Brandon will agree and Josh, you too, is, you know, we can get to a certain point in cash PT wise and be perfectly happy with um, treating patients at a really high level and, um, and making a, a good salary for yourself and having a, a nice successful business but if we really want to scale and grow to multiple locations a bigger bigger company and to be able to enable yourself to help more people um, I think hybrid is really the way to go with that and yeah, because we just enable a lot more um, volume and uh, a lot more um, people being able to come see us that otherwise might not be able to mm-hmm. yeah I agree I mean I think that one of the most basic business concepts is supply and demand. Generally, that's going to trump everything, right? And if you're good at what you do, your demand is going to increase, right? If you're giving people what they want, and which means, therefore, your supply will have to as well. That's the number of therapists that you can give, you know, the number of therapists you have on staff. And, you know, yes, if you take your, your commission hat off and you put your business hat on, your clientele should increase over time. And that's a healthy business. You know, it should be growing. And if it grows because you're good at what you do and you're able to scale and you're able to open up multiple practices, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with delivering a good product and expanding your footprint and giving the people what a combination of what they want and what they need at the same time. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome. Yeah. That was a, that was something that, um, you know, you see a, a lot of uh, people out there that are, you know, helping other people open cash practices. I was just saying, Jim, you seem to be the one that's helping all these people open up uh, hybrid practices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of getting to that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just, you know, to kind of, I guess, elaborate on what you're just saying, Justin, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not picking on cash based PTs because I think you're all doing great work. You know, I'll always believe that, but I find myself scratching my head that it seems like every week, there's like a brand new self-appointed guru that's a business coach or some kind of business expert. And when you take time to research these people, most of the time they have like one person on their staff 
just them. And, you know, they're selling you stuff and it's because you're buying it. And it's a personal rule of mine that if you want to have success at anything, you know, find someone who's doing what you want to do and, and then copy it. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's awesome, man. And that's, uh, that's essentially what I did in terms of uh, wanting to work with Vertex. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, if I can't, can't beat them, join them kind of thing, maybe, I don't know. It's like, why, why, uh, why try to change, you know, what seems to be, you know, I also agree seems to be the, the, the best model for, for them seeing the most, you know, getting to see the most people, but still provide such great quality of care. And, and, you know, that aligned very heavily with what I wanted to do on the fitness side too. It's very easy to, to run group classes and run people through. And it feels a lot like a high volume PT clinic too. And you're, you're seeing so many people everywhere you turn, there's another person to yell a cue out to and, and, you know, getting to go more the one-on-one route, uh, you know, allowed for you know, a much higher level of service. And so, um, you know, being able to, to still provide that service, but be able to also, you know, create a really successful business. It seems like the best of both worlds. Yeah, man. And there's, you know, there's, there's value, there's value in that too. There's the value I think with being high volume for even if it's for a portion of your career is that you're going to get a lot of reps. You're going to get a lot of exposure to different things. Again, the quality is probably not as high as it could be because you're you know, putting out fires and bouncing around, you know, two or three, maybe more patients at the same time. But, you know, those are still valuable experiences that will carry over later on in your career. So, you know, I think that, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, saying people are listening and they're stuck in a high volume practice, just know that there's multiple options out there, and cash BT is not the only way. Yeah, definitely. I I, I think back to my my career and um, starting out working in. Um, I did one of my final rotations in a high volume clinic where I was seeing twenty something patients a day, and um, I really valued that time a lot because I got exposed to so many different things. And, uh, and got a lot, and I've got really good at multitasking and handling a lot of things at one time. Um, I don't think I could ever go back to that now, but I think it was a very, very valuable experience. So anybody in that setting right now is, you know, maybe not be, it might not be the ideal job for you for, for long term, but, you know, kind of definitely embrace it for what it is too. And you get a lot of exposure to a lot of different things, which will help you out big time down the road. Absolutely. 100%. So, so Jim, you know, I think that we've kind of just scratched the surface a little bit on some of your, your business knowledge, business expertise. So if anyone wanted to reach out to you, that's listening to this episode and wanted to get some advice, that kind of thing. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best way to contact you and, and what's your rate? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so probably the best is email. So that just says Jim at vertexpt.com. Um, also Instagram is at Floyd DPT. Um, then you can, we can also do it through the Vertex PT and Instagram as well. Um, you know, you know, with those things, it's uh, the, the challenge with that type stuff is, you know, I mean, we still have a, 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 really fast growing company that we're we're managing at the same time as doing these other things too so that is always a challenge and that's the thing that i realize more and more as we go is uh being able to juggle a bunch of different things at the same time and and have the time to be able to do all these different things Um, Mm -hmm. not only treating patients but managing clinic operations uh, managing everyone, all of our colleagues that work with us, um, making sure everybody is fulfilled with what they do, enjoying what they do and feel like, feels like they're being supported. That is a, that's a full-time job in, in and of itself. And uh, so being able to um, 
really manage the time and have the time for doing all those different type things is a uh, huge challenge. Probably my biggest challenge right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's someone told me, I can't remember who, but that basically the bigger a company gets, the dumber it gets. And, you know, it's, it's very difficult to grow and, and to expand without diluting your product at the same time. And, you know, that presents a whole different set of challenges that you just talked about. And, you know, another thing too is, is as you get bigger, you are also under more scrutiny by, you know, different, um, different branches of uh, the government, things like that too. So um, it's still very much a learning process for us as we go. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the fun part of it. It's, um, it's definitely, we've, we've had a very interesting year just with so much growth that, uh, um, there's almost, I, I felt like we were pretty well prepared for, for most things and had kind of done our homework on things, but gosh, as we, as we continue to grow and having to deal with, uh, different regulations and how do we handle situations and all those type things. It's definitely, I think it's a learning process every day for all of us in, uh, in how we do things and, uh, what we can do better, what worked well, what, what work didn't, what, what didn't work well. And, uh, that's a, that's a cool part because we try to, we continue to evolve. And I think, uh, probably the way that we operate and do things is pretty different from how, when we first started three years ago, Oh yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah, well, I was well, thinking, Jim, I'm uh, going to put you on the spot, Jim. Um, I'm going to uh, ask you a question here. You know, it, I am, you know, lucky enough that I got to have you as a professor in our management class. I get to be around you all the time. We get to talk about business constantly. And I'm, you know, always amazed at, you know, the, the breadth of knowledge that you have, um, you know, in running the clinic itself. So what would you say, um, you know, are some of the biggest resources that, you know, you've used some of the best, maybe books or, or mentors or people that you look up to or things that you've read that you think, you know, anyone who is, you know, running their own business or is aspiring to own a clinic one day that they should maybe dive into. Oh man, there's, there are so many books out there that, you know, I was, I was talking with my wife earlier today and I was, I just saw another book that I thought looked interesting on the internet and did a screenshot. So I remembered to get it. I have like a queue of 15 books that I've um, kind of going through now. Um, I, I think, gosh, resource wise, um, one of the things that we, that I really started with, um, just there's a, there were a couple books that I read that really kind of got me more into entrepreneurial mindset. And those were the Robert Kiyosaki books. So, um, rich dad, poor dad, and then the cashflow quadrant after that. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody will agree with kind of what he goes for, but a lot of it, it is, is, you know, the difference between being an employee, being self-employed, being a business owner or an investor and all that, and really being able to look at things from those perspectives. And, um, that's really kind of got me more thinking strategically about, okay, so we make, we make this decision. How is that going to impact us a year from now or two years from now and more being able to plan for the future with things versus just thinking about what's happening right now. Um, and uh, I think another great book is I'm just looking at my bookshelf right now. Um, so profit first is a really interesting book about, um, you know, how do you want to set up your business? You know, and, uh, and really, I mean, the gist of the book is profit first is, you know, most people have businesses to not only do what you love and all that stuff, but the business needs to be successful and you need to be able to get some financial reward out of it. So how do you set things up to where that 
is possible. Um, uh, and there's, you know, there's so many different ones. There's a lot of psychology type things too about selling yourself. Um, I'm looking at some, um, a couple of the Daniel Pink books like Drive and To Sell as Human. Um, and then even just technical things too. Um, so there's a really good one that's tax-free wealth. Um, Tom Wheelwright is a, a CPA that kind of goes into like, so, you know, so setting up your business, these are going to be the best ways to do that to maximize tax advantages, all those different type things. So you got to look at it from a, both a, um, a motivational perspective for yourself and for any potential employees you have but also logistics, um, systems wise, any, all the technical aspects of things too. Um, I, I like doing deep dives into numbers and really looking at things. I've got a spreadsheet pulled up right now, kind of like looking at like our year, year over year growth. And so any of those type things that you're able to track and measure, those are going to be the things that help you identify what you need to change and what's working well and what's not. Boom. That's a lot right there. I love it. I'm, right, I'm writing those down. I'm looking at myself as a man. I got some reading to do, so, yeah. reading to do so we don't look bad in some of our uh, meetings. That could have been a whole episode in itself there. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't expect it to go that deep. I was thinking like, oh, maybe we'll give a couple books out there. But, oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, that was good. And, uh, and uh, Jim, Jim is a spreadsheet world champion, by the way, too. Um, I don't think any back can hang with the stuff with that. So super, super helpful, man. Spreadsheet for everything. But um, it's – Anytime I got a question about numbers, Jim's like, hang on, I'm sending you a spreadsheet. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think, uh, now we say that, I think about one book, and I think both Brandon and I read kind of really right before we opened Vertex. Um, it was called The Go-Giver. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a really easy read. You can read it in two hours. It's a fairly short book, but it's just a business parable. And uh, I think it's a very profound thing. And we try to get I don't know if I've gotten, we've gotten all of our employees to read it, but, or I, I hate saying employees. I, I want to say colleagues because they all, we all work together. Um, but I really love that book because it kind of gives you a, a good sense of kind of the power of relationships. And, and it's not about approaching people uh, towards um like what can they do for me it's all about what can i do to help this person and then it ends up coming back around and so i really try to approach things like that and always try to be open about things and uh i thought that book was great for setting a stage for what we started doing with vertex um so i'd highly highly recommend it's a nice easy read but it has a lot of great information in it Awesome. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. And it and it's and it's definitely like the, the principles in that are hold true to this day. I mean, it's like every week I feel like I'll get a eval that comes in and it's someone from either a person I met like five years ago that remember a name or something like that too. It's just interesting how that stuff kind of comes around. It's almost like uh karma if you believe in that kind of thing. Yep. Yep, definitely. Well, Jim, we can't thank you enough for coming on again and chatting more, uh, you know, again, an area that is, is something that, you know, a lot of us really need to continue to grow in. And that's, you know, uh, the business mindset and, and management and running a company. We appreciate you coming on here and talking about some of those things and specifically how it pertains to the hybrid clinic. And, you know, it's awesome to officially announce, you know, that, you know, we have everything under one, one umbrella now. So the Vertex brand keeps growing and uh, I'm so excited to be on this journey with you guys. And I can't wait for, uh, for the next step. 
Yeah, guys, this uh, this is going to be a really fun year coming up, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what we can achieve. I think we uh, we're going to keep on pushing and uh, trying to be the best that we can be for our profession and and for all of our patients and clients too. Awesome. Well, uh, again, we thank everybody for tuning in. If you haven't already, please go on to iTunes, leave us a review, rate and review the podcast, subscribe. It's how we reach more people, but it's also a great place to leave a comment or a question for a future episode. Uh, a couple of things for you. One, I was recently a guest on the podcast, CrossFit 845. Um, two of my uh, remote athletes that work out at that gym um, are co-hosts on that podcast. It was awesome. We dive deeper into more of, you know, how I program and do that kind of thing. So if you're interested in more of the technical side of, of programming and working with athletes, then um, that that's something to, to check out CrossFit 845 podcast. And then, uh, you know, we have a couple of weeks, our strength conditioning in the clinic course coming to Vertex uh, in Casey, Dr. Kyle Thibodeau and myself will be teaching that one. It's going to be a fun weekend talking about um, all the things that we love to talk about right the principles of strength conditioning and how we can use those to uh, provide better outcomes for our patients so uh, check that out if you have any questions on that feel free to reach out Uh, thanks again and we will catch you all next monday this episode is brought to you by vertex pt specialist one patient per doctor physical therapy per hour guaranteed the best physical therapy ever check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt